Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, August 8th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. stocks fight back after a rough day in the financial markets. And the Trump administration has banned U.S. agencies from buying equipment from Huawei and other Chinese companies seen as security threats. Plus, the FT's Richard Waters talks about a billion-dollar bet to create human-level artificial intelligence. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. U.S. stocks fought back after a wild ride on Wednesday. Here's the FT's U.S. capital markets correspondent, Richard Henderson. So Wednesday was strange for a few reasons, but the big one was that the stock market opened 1.3% lower. So investors were getting out of risky equities and wanting to move into safe government bonds. And the yield on the 10-year Treasury, which is a widely looked at investment, went down to about 1.6, which is a very low level which signals that investors are going into safety. They want to buy bonds that will generate a return, even if it's a low one. But by the end of the day, that had actually reversed. And the stock market ended up being up by 0.1%, so pretty much flat, but just up. So this week, things are a bit strange. Everyone's recalibrating from Monday's big sell-off. And Wednesday, things started out bad, but they got a little better during the day. And by the end of the day, there was a bit more optimism for risk, as reflected by the stock market being up ever so much. The market moves yesterday came after three central banks, those in India, New Zealand, and Thailand, all cut interest rates by more than expected. Plus, a steep fall in German industrial production raised fears that Europe's largest economy could be headed for a recession. All of this against a backdrop of rising trade tensions between the U.S. and China. And the latest episode in the U.S.-China trade saga came on Wednesday. A new rule put into place by the Trump administration will bar U.S. government agencies from buying telecoms equipment from Huawei. This covers offices from the Pentagon to NASA. The move is the most recent example of Washington's concern about Chinese technological companies and how they might facilitate cyber espionage for Beijing. In addition to Huawei, the ban also covers companies ZTE, Hikvision, Dawa, and Hytera. Last month, the Financial Times reported that surveillance cameras manufactured by Hikvision were used on some U.S. military bases. In May, U.S. President Donald Trump put Huawei on the Commerce Department's entity list. It banned U.S. companies from supplying the Chinese group without obtaining difficult-to-get licenses. But Mr. Trump agreed to ease some restrictions on Huawei as part of a potential trade deal with China. A source told the FT that the Huawei impasse appeared to be one of the reasons last week's trade talks between the U.S. and China fell apart. After U.S. envoys returned home from China, Mr. Trump said he would put more tariffs on Chinese products. And in other news, sources tell the FT that Broadcom has revived talks with Symantec to acquire the software company's enterprise business for about $10 billion. This comes weeks after discussions to buy the whole company collapsed. A deal could be announced as early as today, but people cautioned that it could still fall apart. The FT reports that the Russian state-owned oil company Rosneft has become the last major supplier of petrol to Venezuela. 
The lifeline gives Moscow unprecedented leverage over the nation in crisis. It also complicates efforts by the U.S. and the EU to push socialist President Nicolas Maduro out and bring in opposition leader Juan Guaido. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says America will be ready to sign a new trade deal with the U.K., quote, pen in hand, after it leaves the EU. Mr. Pompeo's comments came at the end of a meeting with British Foreign Secretary Dominic Robb, but U.S. lawmakers would need to sign off on any agreement. And some have said there would be no trade deal unless a soft border is maintained between Northern Ireland and the Irish Republic. And Lyft raised its financial forecasts for 2019. The ride-hailing company tapered expectations of its losses this year, giving a range of $850 to $875 million lost before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization. Lyft also increased its revenue forecasts. Shares in Lyft jumped 11% in after-hours trading before giving up a lot of those gains. And here's a closer look at a story you should know more about. Deep learning systems are programs modeled on one idea of how the human brain works. These systems have drastically improved what artificial intelligence has been able to do. But now the race to build a machine with full human-level intelligence just got a little more intense. The FT's West Coast editor, Richard Waters, explains what's causing this AI revolution. The algorithms themselves are relatively straightforward. You know, there are a few tweaks in them. Some of them behave a bit differently. But the reason I think that that AI has become such a big thing this decade is just the amount of computing power that these algorithms now have at their disposal and the amount of data they can learn on. And so these two things together have just kind of led to this explosion in intelligent machines. Um, The software itself is quite simple. And Richard, there's a research group based in San Francisco called OpenAI that you wrote about. It was set up a few years ago by the likes of Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, and Reid Hoffman, among others. It recently raised a lot of money to help pursue a pretty ambitious plan. Can you talk a little bit about that? So OpenAI is one of the more ambitious research organizations on the right on the cutting edge of machine learning. They basically think they will at some point be able to match human level intelligence in a machine. It's called artificial general intelligence. AGI is the buzzword. And there are a few organizations around the world that are trying to do this, like DeepMind in uh, in the UK, which is owned by Google. OpenAI has a very simple idea. Um, They believe in hardware. They think You know, if you can just throw as much computing power as you can behind these algorithms, these machine learning algorithms, they're going to do a lot more than we think they're capable of. Um, And they've just raised a billion dollars from Microsoft to back that bet. And essentially, they're going to pour that billion dollars into hardware, into building a bigger computing platform to test that theory. You know, how much computing can we put behind this idea? And if we do, will these algorithms become much smarter than, you know, than most people think is possible? Now, there is some skepticism about what OpenAI is trying to do. Can you explain where that's coming from? So their theory is put all your money into hardware, build the biggest possible computer. And they think that within five years, they could have a computer that is so powerful, it matches the wiring of the human brain, if you like, which is, you know, exponentially uh, stronger than anything we have today. And, you know, and their theory is once you've got that massive computer, we don't think you need to worry too much about 
cleverer algorithms. Um, you know, once we have all that computing power to throw at it, we think a lot of this, you know, the problem will solve itself. Now, they're at one extreme with that view because most people in the AI world believe that a lot of it is about coming up with better software. You've got to come up with better algorithms and there are all kinds of real big breakthroughs that still have to be made in the software to make any of this possible. Whether you can just throw hardware at it and win um, is debatable, but they're going to try. Richard, where could this kind of AI be used best? When you get to a really flexible adaptable AI, all kinds of things become possible. Because at the moment, I don't know, let's think of fraud detection. So uh, machine learning systems are extremely good at fraud detection. If you have masses and masses and masses of, say, credit card data, and you can look for anomalies, then you can let your system loose on your, uh, you know, decades worth of data. And it'll learn from that. And then it'll look at each day, it'll look at all your new transactions and try and work out which ones are fraudulent. That's, you know, that's fine and a great use case, but it's very specialized. But that machine won't be able to adapt to changing circumstances. So there are many other situations where you might want that system to be adaptable. The world changes, behavior changes, people do different things. Fraudsters find new ways of tricking you and cheating. Machines can't learn all of that. They can't learn new things. But a, but a really adaptable intelligence could, you know, like a human, it could figure out uh, when it's being tricked by something different and hopefully adapt to it. So I think adaptable and flexible are the key, are the key words. Yeah. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. On the earnings calendar today, Kraft Heinz and Lyft rival Uber are expected to report as are Viacom and CBS, which are in talks to possibly reunite. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Lila Raptopoulos. I'm the co-host of a new podcast from the Financial Times called Culture Call. From the 13th of August, we're going to be dropping into your podcast feeds every other Tuesday, bringing you encounters with those who are shifting culture around the world. We'll have lively discussions on how the social changes we're seeing are depicted in books, art, music, on screen, and online. And we'll give you a glimpse behind the scenes of the best of the FT's life and arts journalism. You can find the podcast in all the usual places, like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Acast, when Culture Call drops on Tuesday, August 13th. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.